Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever heard of a burner account, whether it be on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever it is? Every now and then you hear about some celebrity that had a burner account. Whether or not they were using that to respond to their different haters or whatever criticisms or whatever it is that they have <laughs> these uh, burner accounts. And I, I can even think of uh, one uh, quarterback who uh, supposedly has this uh, burner account with his uh, phone number in Virginia. And when a radio show or a TV show starts to uh, criticize him, there's always an anonymous call for some Virginia number. <laughs> and they believe it is that quarterback, right? Or uh, for us uh, regular people that are not celebrities or someone of that stature. I think of uh, some people who have a burner phone that they'll use for, let's say, uh, they go out for a date night, right, or something or whatever, a night on the town, and that is a number that they're going to give out because they don't know what kind of crazy people are out there. They're not going to give out their real phone number, right? So that is what that whole term um, burner numbers come from or uh, burner email accounts where you just want to sign up for something to get something free, and like these burner email accounts literally self-destruct in a period of time. But one thing that I'm definitely uh, starting to see and consider doing, actually, no, not considering, I know I'm going to do it, is actually uh, make a burner wallet. Now, you might be thinking, like, what? A burner wallet? What are you talking about? Well, let me tell you why I'm going to make a burner wallet and exactly why I think that everyone really should have a burner wallet. So as we know, in this Web3 space, a lot of these things, uh, the security of things, whether it be our security phrase or our secret keys or whatever it is, the responsibility of keeping those and securing those are on us. When we actually go into these uh, decentralized applications or you know these dApps, or we go onto these various platforms, we sign into these websites to uh, mint or access a contract or whatever it is, well, if something really goes wrong with that, there is no customer service or anyone that we can actually uh, call to uh, recover our uh, income or whatever it is or our assets, I should say. You know, for example, let's say you use your credit card or your debit card on a website and it turns out to be a scam. You never got the products and, you know, you call up Visa or you call up your card issuer or whatever it is, PayPal, and they will refund you the money and they do a, uh, a dispute resolution and what have you. Well, in this NFT space, when you're talking about cryptos and wallets and all that stuff, unless it is a curated wallet that they actually hold the keys for you and, and, and those things, such as uh, the Wax wallet or over on Nifty's or a couple other places where there's actually a curated wallet, there is no security. as far, There is no customer service that you can call to say, you know, I lost my money. This is a scam or whatever it might be. So in that case, creating this burner wallet, if you will, a secondary wallet that uh, is in your MetaMask. Because if you look at the top of MetaMask, I'm saying MetaMask because it could really be any of these wallets, but uh, the two that I use are MetaMask and I also use the Phantom wallet. You know, that's where I have my Solana stuff. And it's really up to you and you can create like these different accounts within the wallet itself. So I was thinking really what prompted this is I never really needed one before because if you've been following me, it's I have not really um, collected a lot of things on Ethereum. So I never had the fear of losing certain assets because, you know, if I sign into something and, you know, uh, let's say it is a faulty um, a website where, they're, you know, they've written some things into the code so that way they could steal everything out of your wallet. It's not like I have 15 bored apes or anything like that with, you know, uh, 10 ETH just sitting in a wallet. I don't have that sort of uh, exposure to... 
I don't have that sort of exposure. I don't have that fear of losing that. So I was just literally just, okay, let me check this out, see how much this is minting, what's going on over here. And uh, let me check out this dApp and sign in, you know, pretty recklessly. I won't lie. But now that I'm actually starting to use my MetaMask for uh, various things and I'm getting ready to do uh, uh, quite a lot more minting on Ethereum and, and buying different things on OpenSeas, I really do not want to expose that. And it really clicked to me over the weekend when I found out about this application called Genie.xyz or it's called uh, an, a Genie Aggregator, which uh, supposedly you can bundle up uh, your different transactions on OpenSea. So let's say that you see uh, three or four different NFTs that you want. Well, you can actually tag all of those within that collection at once and do the transaction at one time, and then it sort of bundles the gas fee, tries to package them up as if you were buying a bundle on OpenSea, and in theory, it's going to save you a lot of gas. I heard about this on another podcast or another YouTube channel or something. I don't even remember where I heard about it, but I know uh, Yahoo Finance, they covered it and what have you, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this sounds interesting. If Yahoo's covering it and other people already tested it, yeah, this is probably a real deal thing. So I wanted to actually see how much savings I was going to have um, as as far as the gas fees is if I was using this. But literally, as I'm on the website and I'm just staring at it, although I know it has so much coverage and has been um, uh, spoken about when I have you, I was like, well, I didn't review this code. I mean, it's not like I'm analyzing all the stuff to see if it's 100% legit. Yeah, sure, a lot of people are using it now, but how do I know that they're not just trying to get a lot of people onto the platform and then at that point start to do their shenanigans? So I became really hesitant. I was like, you know what? The more NFTs I start to collect, the more uh, ETH that I'm going to have in this uh, uh, this particular wallet really gives me the need for having a secondary wallet. And that was the one that I can just sort of uh, mess around with and sign into different things. And maybe I'll just keep like an incremental value in there or whatever it is just to, you know, be able to access certain things or test certain things out. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to keep my uh, NFTs in there or anything. Or if I'm getting ready to, let's say I'm getting ready to mint on a completely new project that really hasn't been vetted out or whatever it is, which I would not recommend, but who knows, you know, uh, maybe I see something that just looks so cool that you know uh, I really want to get into well in that case these new mints I would definitely I want to do it from uh, the burner account because I don't know uh, what's going on in the back end and if you're not familiar with all of this stuff when you actually sign into a wallet and you give them uh, that make that connection Depending how these coders actually write different things up, that is how they can access your your NFTs and your crypto. They can literally just suck it out of your wallet in the sense that when you sign in, you could be signing onto a contract that has all sorts of shenanigans in there. And I remember uh, this this thing happened a while ago with uh, this person who I had, I think it was nine board apes and some other things that were stolen out of his account. And that was literally it. He clicked the link and allow that signed a contract. That is also why Discord boards, they tell you not to uh, just click uh, random links or send out links and all that different things. Because if it is a link that uh, happens to be a... A contract and then you're signing it, not really paying attention, you're just clicking through, clicking through, then who knows what could happen. You can have everything cleaned out of your account and it could be a real problem for you. So with that said, um, what I'm actually getting ready to do is set up that burner wallet and I'm going to have that one as the default. So whenever I sign into whatever uh, website or app or anything that I visit, if I happen to click my MetaMask, because also it, it tends to keep the thing open, which is another thing I don't really like. 
I don't want to accidentally make a connection and then have everything sucked out or do some crazy stuff. So what I would definitely uh, recommend uh, everyone do is have that burner wallet once they start to have some uh, assets uh, build up. And sure, if you mint to one wallet and then you end up transferring those things to a second wallet, then yeah, it's going to cost you some in gas and what have you. But just try to do that during low gas peak, but definitely paying, let's say, even $100 in gas, right? Um, just, you know, using a high number is a lot is a lot better than losing, you know, a $20,000 account, right? With all your crypto and all of your um, assets or whatever it might be. Or uh, in the case of, let's say you only have like a couple hundred dollars worth of things in there, then it might not be the uh, that imperative or that important, if you will, uh, to necessarily set up all this different thing and do all these different steps. But I really would recommend it. And one thing that I even do is I have the wallets actually installed on my Brave browser because that is, you know, supposedly the most secure and what have you. And I do not just surf the web with it. I actually surf the web using Edge, believe it or not. I tend to like Edge more than I like Chrome. Sorry, Google, but it is what it is. So when I'm surfing around, when I'm on Discord and all these different things, my default browser is Edge. So even if I do click a link that ends up going to some contract or whatever it is, in theory, this will protect me in the sense that it's going to open up Edge and I have no wallets installed on there. And what I usually have to do is even when I'm on OpenSea or wherever it is, if I want to sign in to one of those things, I copy and paste the link over into browse. And then that is where I'm going to sign into my wallet and access all of that. Because again, like I said, these wallets, like they, at least with MetaMask, it's not like it automatically locks down every single time. You could be surfing and it's sort of open and, you know, it could connect and you could, uh, you know, think you're dismissing something and you're actually signing a contract saying that, okay, permission, you know, because one thing is for true uh, or for certain is a lot of people don't like to read. And we're so used to like all these pop-ups and things just like flying up in our face or whatever it is that we know we dismiss cookies, notifications and all these different things, uh, email pop up saying sign up for my newsletter, all these different things. So I don't say, you know, it is a high percentage of the time people are just like dismissing things and signing contracts, but it is a possibility. So because of that, that's just one layer that I'm putting into place to protect myself. And lastly, I actually had my security phrase in a notebook that was uh, just, you know, in my desk and what have you. And I was like, okay, well, just as the one copy and whatever. But now that I'm actually starting to put things in there, it's like, okay, now I need to beef up my security a little bit better. I need to uh, be a little bit more proactive. And, you know, I follow the step not to have it stored digitally or have it, you know, in a, a Dropbox or a Google Drive or anything like that. I have it written down by hand. However, I only had one copy of it because at the end of the day, there really wasn't much in that wallet. So I wasn't so worried about it. But the more I add to it, the more secure I need to be. So I'm actually going to have it stored in several locations. I'm going to uh, give different parts to different people and what have you. So God forbid there's a fire or, or one person ends up dying or losing it or whatever happens. Then I have backups with different ways of uh, piecing it all back together. And again, I'm not uh, someone who has, you know, millions of dollars of assets. However, the least I could do is have a couple copies of my security phrases or split up or sections of it in different locations. If anything happens to me, uh, you know, the one that I have uh, stored at home, it could be a problem, right? So 
these are just the things that we need to think about when we're uh, securing our stuff, you know, protecting ourselves, whether it be with the burner wallets or different browsers and security phrases and all these different things. Because I know a lot of the times we're so enamored and fascinated by the art and the gadgets and the, the uh, tech of everything and just, wow, look at how, how the space is growing and all the stuff that's going on that we might overlook certain things uh, such as the security because, you know, uh, internet security is sort of a boring topic and, you know, uh, but it is very important, especially the more money that we uh, get invested into the space, the more time we spend into the space. Well, just remember that, you know, bad guys are also uh, doing that same time. They're doing their due diligence. They're seeing how they can uh, pull one over on people, how they can get more sophisticated with their schemes and what have you. So staying a step ahead of them and trying to prevent yourself and make it harder for them is the best. Sort of like, you know, you're not going to have your email, credit card, and uh, phone and all your utility bills using password one, two, three, right? You know, um, that's like the first thing that hackers try because a lot of people actually use that. Like you don't have to put much effort into it. You just try it. Well, maybe you'll get in, right? And because of that, Certain sites won't even allow you to use those passwords, but really it is by far the most popular password is the word password. And you know, when you're dealing with this crypto, you're dealing with guys that can write code. You're dealing with guys who can crack systems and, and, uh, digital safes and all these different things, you know, at least try to make it harder for them, you know? All right. That's enough of that boring stuff. And we shall be going back to our more fun topics, but I definitely would like to have some fun before we go. If you have a Wax wallet and would like to get some free NFTs, just simply take a screenshot of wherever you are as far as listening to this uh, podcast. You know, just let it go, the timestamp or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you're playing this and just post that on social media, particularly on uh, Twitter, because that's where I am as far as everything for this podcast. And just tag me in it at Tropic Vibes and uh, your wax address and I'll send you over a free NFT. I would really appreciate that and it would be fun and you know just lightens up the spirit after all this security talk and stealing and what have you. So we just have some fun with giving out some free NFTs. That is how we roll on wax. We could do that because there's no gas fees over there and that's just one of the many reasons why I like it. So I appreciate you listening to this and as usual I will see you in the next one. So later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.